أهل السنة والجماعة ميديا presents the letter of Satan by Shane Abu Adnan. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا تجد له وليا مرشدا. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله. أدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الغمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين My brothers and sisters in Islam inshallah Our talk today about our greatest enemy Our main enemy That enemy continuously tries to lead us to Jahannam والعياذ بالله He continuously want to put us in the hellfire. He cries his utmost to put us in Jahannam wal-iyyadu billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He warned us regularly about that enemy. He told us so many times in the Quran, in so many places, to watch out from this enemy, the shaytan wal-iyyadu billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He told us His plans he told us about the plans of the shaitan and how he works with the son of Adam. But us, we choose to follow the steps of the shaitan. In many times, we do fall into the shaitan's trick. My brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in many verses, he showed us how the shaitan works. And he showed us why he wants to do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tattabi'u khutuwati shaytan. O you who believe, follow not the footsteps of shaytan. وَمَنْ يَتَّبِعْ خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ فَإِنَّهُ يَأْمُرُ بِالْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ And whosoever follows the footsteps of shaytan, then verily he commands in fahshaa. To commit indecency, والعياذ بالله, and al-munkar to commit disbelief and polytheism. My brothers and sisters in Islam, the enmity between Adam عليه السلام and Iblis started from the time Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created Adam. Then Iblis was from amongst the noble of the angels, even though that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created Iblis from different substance that he created the angels from, but because of his righteous deeds, and he was a righteous man, he was counted from amongst the angels. The Prophet wasallam said in the hadith collected by Imam Muslim on the authority of Aisha radiallahu anha, The angels were created from light. وَخُلِقَ Iblis مِنْ مَارِجٍ مِنْ نَارٍ Iblis was created from smokeless fire. وَخُلِقَ آدَمْ مِمَّا وُصِفَ لَكُمْ And Adam was created of what has been described to you. The meaning of what is has been described to you. It's been described that he was created from clay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he ordered the angels to prostrate as in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا And remember when we said to the angels, prostrate yourselves to Adam, so they prostrated. إِلَّا إِبْلِيسَ 
كان من الجن ففسق عن أمر ربه except Iblis he was one of the jinn he disobeyed the command of his Lord so here you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels and including Iblis the order came to Iblis also because he was from amongst the angels he was doing so much righteous deeds and good deeds he was elevated to the level of angels but when he disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the command of his Lord he became outcasted and he took Adam and the descendants of Adam as enemy and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at this he warned us when the verse continues أفتتخذونه وذريته أولياء من دوني وهم لكم عدو Will you then take him Iblis and his offsprings as protectors and helpers rather than me while they are enemies to you بئس للظالمين بدلا What an evil is the exchange for the zalimun polytheist and the wrongdoers and see here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is warning us from taking Iblis as an ally. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He told us to be aware from the footsteps of shaitan. Because the shaitan works in footsteps, step by step. One step after the other. Yani, you cannot imagine that if there is a brother out there, MashaAllah with the highest status of Iman and his Iman is high then in the next day he'll turn billah, to an evil pan or to someone who falls into major sin no he works slowly and he drags him slowly into hellfire billah, because he knows if he was to come and give him whispers to, to, to perform shirk billah, the Muslim with a strong Iman, he would stand up to him and he would not fall into his tricks. And inshallah, I will tell you about the story of a monk who was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for so many years, then he fell into the plot of shaitan. My brothers and sisters in Islam, there is a motivation within the shaitan. The shaitan is motivated to make you fall into haram billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told us in the Quran about his motivations. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Satan, Why haven't you prostrated in salute to Adam as I have ordered you? The shaitan replied and said, I am better than him. And this is my brothers and sisters in Islam. The mentality and the psychology of shaitan. And how many of us have this psychology in them? And have this mentality in them? And they think in the same satanic way. I am better than him. I am better than you. My country is better than yours. My tribe is better than yours. My nationality is better than yours. I am a better person and you are the bad person. And that is a satanic way of thinking. You created me from better material and elements. Fire. And you created him from clay. 
and mud. Listen to these satanic mentality. It is not because I have more knowledge or I have more taqwa. No, it's just because I was created like this. And that is exactly the racist mentality. And there is the mentality of racist people who make the judgment based on color and shape. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him, فَهْبِطْ مِنْهَا فَمَا يَكُونُ لَكَ أَنْتَ تَكَبَّرَ فِيهَا Then get out and descend out of it. It is not for you that you have pride in it. فَخْرُجْ إِنَّكَ مِنَ الصَّاغِرِينَ And get out you are from the little ones. From the humiliated ones. From the ones who are outcasted. And listen to the shaitan what he said. And this is the plot of shaitan. He said, give me some time until the day of resurrection. As you have misled me, I will sit for them on your straight path and listen to the foul words of the shaitan. He blamed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for disobeying Allah. He said, فَبِمَا أَغْوَيْتَنِي وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ He said, you have misled me. Oh Allah, you have misled me, وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ And how many of Muslims today, when they fall into mistakes and they fall into haram, they would say, Allah has decreed it for me. Allah decreed me to fall into haram. Allah decreed it for me to fall into haram. And that is a satanic mentality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you choose between the halal and the haram. You chosen to fall into the haram. And the shaitan has chosen to fall into the haram. So he blames Allah for his mistake and his faults. He said, I will sit for them on your straight path. Then I will come to them. From in front of them. And from behind them. And from their rights. And from their left. So the shaitan will surround you. From in front of you, he tried to stray you away from the straight path. And from behind you, he tried to pull you out from the straight path. And from your left, he tries to push you out. And from your right, he tried to push you out. And you can imagine someone. Imagine someone on a small path or walking on rope. You need the balance. The shaitan comes, he wants to push you away. He wants you to fall into the haram wal-iyadhu billah. He wants to fall so he can take you with him to Jahannam wal-iyadhu billah. That is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you already the shaitan what he wants to do. But there is a beautiful, there is a beautiful gem in this verse. He did not say, I will come from above them. Why? Because the rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes from above. And because what Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah said, the shaitan knew that Allah is above them. He would not come to them from above them. 
because the aqeedah of ahl sunnah wal jama'ah is to believe that Allah is above everything in himself and in his status and he did not say i will come at them from above them wala tajidu aktharahum shakirin and you would not see most of them thankful to you o allah and you would see majority of people not thankful to Allah. Then what did Allah say, say to him? Say, he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَالَ اخْرُجْ مِنْهَا مَذْؤُومًا مَدْحُورًا Get out of it. Belittled and outcasted. لَمَنْ تَبِعَكَ مِنْهُمْ لَأَمْلَأَنَّ جَهَنَّمَ مِنْكُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ Whomever follows you from amongst them, I will fill up Jahannam with you all. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ my brothers and sisters of Islam, he told us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about this conversation that happened between him and the shaitan. When he rejected, he blamed Allah and he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just give me some times. These creation that you created, that, that is made out of clay, I will show you what I do to them. You created them so they can worship you, but I will make sure none of them worship you. But the true believers, the true believers follows the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed, this is my straight path, so follow it. And do not follow different paths that would lead you astray from the straight path. And in another verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about what the shaitan and the plot of the shaitan, he said, I will take from your slaves, O Allah, a proportion to me. They worship me, they will follow me, they will obey me instead of obeying you. And then he continued to say, وَلَأُضِلَّنَّهُمْ وَلَأُمَنِّيَنَّهُمْ And I will mislead them. And surely I will arouse in them false desires. وَلَأَمُرَنَّهُمْ فَلْيُبَتِّكُنَّ آذَانَ الْأَنْعَامِ And I certainly I will order them to slit the ears of the cattle. وَلَأَمُرَنَّهُمْ فَلْيُغَيِّرُنَّ خَلْقَ اللَّهِ And indeed I will order them to change their nature created by Allah. My brothers and sisters in Islam, listen to the words what he said. He will misguard you and he will give you false promises. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in another verse, يَعِدُهُمْ وَيُمَنِّيهِمْ وَمَا يَعِدُهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا Satan makes promises to them and arouse in them false desires and Satan's promises are nothing but deceptions. He will promise you. If you take off the hijab, you will get a rich husband. If you work in haram, you open a liquor store, you use usury, you'll become successful. If you do not pray at work, the boss will look at you as a good worker or a good person. Don't ask the boss for a free time so you can pray Jum'ah, otherwise your boss will become upset and he will sack you, and then your children will feel hungry. Do not say the truthful words, because people will turn against you.
Do not give da'wah because people are going to criticize you. And he will give you false hopes. Do not spend in the sake of Allah. Otherwise, you're going to be poor and your wife going to be poor. While the Prophet said, As-sadaqatu burhan. Charity is a proof of your iman. Yes, my brothers and sisters in Islam, the promises of shaitan wal-iyadu billah are all false, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. وَمَا يَعِدُهُمُ الشَّيْطَانُ إِلَّا غُرُورًا And shaitan's promises are nothing but deception. Are nothing but deception. And he said, I will make him slid the ears of the cattle. What it means, it's explained by the, by the following part of the verses. Yes, and they will change the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, that means he will make you change the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you see how people do al-iyadhu billah and perform operations. They turn themselves to males to females and females to males and turn to transvestites and change the creation of Allah by having unnecessary operations. All these enlargements and all these unnecessary operations that people take and do, billah, it is not allowed. Changing the creation of Allah is having tattoos, billah. And that's why in Islam, we're not allowed. A man not allowed to dress in the dress of women. And women not allowed to dress the dress of men. Because that is billah, from changing the creation of Allah. And this is the shaitan's deception. He wants you to change the creation of Allah. Billah. And here what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ يَتَّخِذِ الشَّيْطَانَ وَلِيًّا مِّن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَقَدْ خَسِرَ خُسْرَانًا مُّبِينًا And whosoever takes shaitan as a wali, protector, helper, friend, Instead of Allah has surely suffered a manifest loss. Yes, my brothers and sisters in Islam. Anyone who takes the shaitan as a close friend and listens to him and obeys him, he is in a great loss. He is in Jahannam wal-iyadu billah with him. Tayyib. Now, we learnt about the plot of the shaitan. And we mentioned the verse we started with. That the shaitan moves in steps. Tab, what are these steps? Of course, there is a ladder that the shaitan follows. He starts first and foremost, his ultimate goal, the first step, is to put you in Jahannam billah, and to make you die as a kafir, a disbeliever. Billah. The first step is al-kufr and shirk to disbelieve and practice polytheism and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna allaha la yaghfiru an yushrak bihi wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika liman yasha wa man yushrik billahi faqad dalla dalalan ba'ida indeed Allah la yaghfir he will never ever forgives an yushrak bihi to take an associate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To practice polytheism. Billah. He will forgive everything else other than polytheism. Liman yasha, whomever he likes. Yes. Billah. 
and whomever worship any gods beside Allah indeed has misled himself and he went astray a far far away from the right path. My brothers and sisters in Islam the ultimate goal of the shaitan is to make you fall into polytheism, into shirk, to make you perform acts of shirk and kufr so he can make you fall into Jahannam and on the day of judgment he'll disown you and free himself from you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said The example of the shaitan when he told mankind disbelieve when he has disbelieved, I free myself and, dis- and I disown you. Indeed, I fear Allah, the Lord of mankind and jinn and all that exist. Yes, my brothers and sisters in Islam, the shaitan ultimately want to put you in Jahannam with him. And once you are in Jahannam with him, He'll free himself from you. As well, billah. When a person performs kufrs, the shaitan is happy. And he retract and he would leave you. Khalas. You fell into kufr. And he goes work on the believers. Now, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, and other ulama, Ibn Jarin and others, in their tafsirs, they mentioned this story. The story of a monk. That monk, he was worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a temple in a secluded place away from everyone. For 60 years, he would pray and pray and pray and spend so much time worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one day, three brothers or four brothers, they had one sister. She was possessed. And this man, this man, he had a good name amongst the people. And he was able to cure people from possessions, from possession and other sicknesses. They took this man, they took their sister to him. And they left her with him. Of course, in the beginning, he rejected. He said, no, don't leave her here. They said, well, we cannot come and, come and go all the time. Leave her here and we will come back after a few weeks, after a few months. We'll take her when she's ready. That monk, he put her in a, separ- in a separate room in a separate place away from him and he would read on her and he will take her food and one day the shaitan possessed her and made her take off all her clothes this monk he saw her without a clothes and he ran away he ran away but the shaitan came to him and he started to play in his head why don't you go and see her why don't you go and sit with her just have a chat with her just talk to her. Have some time, innocent time with her. Yes, we are not doing anything haram. So, he comes from doors he never expected. Then he came back and spoken to her and sat with her and did a ruqya on her. And slowly, slowly, he made her. He slept with her. He committed fornication. He committed adultery with her. He committed zina with her. And then... He left her. She got pregnant. And her stomach started to show. The shaitan came to him in a former man and he said, You want to have a break from her? You want this to stop? Then kill her and kill the baby. Otherwise, if the people find out about you, they're going to come back and they will ruin your name 
and they will ruin your reputation and then you become from amongst the losers then this man he did exactly that he killed her and he buried her then the shaitan went to her brothers and look how his shaitan is busy to destroy the life of this person to take him from the worship of Allah to Jahannam and he was not happy just he made him fall into a major sin. He was not happy. He made him fall into killing an innocent woman. No, he wants him to become a kafir. Because that is the, his ultimate goal is to make him a kafir. After 60 years of worshipping Allah, the shaitan never gave up. And he still came to attack him. He took her. He, he went to her brothers and he came to them in their dreams. And he told them, go see your sister. She's being killed. She's been killed. She's been murdered. Then the brothers went to the monk and said, Where is my sister? He said, Well, she was possessed and she ran away. He lied to them. Lying, killing, adultery, all of them, one major sin after the other. And the shaitan wants him to perform the ultimate unforgivable sin, which is shirk wal billah. He took her. They said to him, Where is our sister? He said, She was possessed and left. Then these people left and said, look, you know, we don't have doubt in him. He's a good, righteous man. Then the shaitan came to them again, each one of them in all their, in, in their dreams. Then they said, no, khalas, we need to go and see. The shaitan said to them, go check this spot and you will find the body. They dug for the body and they found the body. And then they come back and grabbed this monk and took him to the king. And they said, this is what this man done. Then the shaitan came to this monk and he said to the monk, you want a way out? You want me to take you out of your trouble? He said, yes. He said, I am the one who made you fall into the adultery. I am the one who made you lie. I am the one who made you kill these innocent souls. And I can take you out in under one condition. He said, what it is? He said, prostrate to me, one prostration, one sajda. One sajda wal billah. I want from you to do one sajda. And he did. And then he committed disbelief and kufr wal billah. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, kamathali shaitan, as the example of the shaitan, id qala lil insanikfur, when he said to mankind, disbelieve, falamma kafar. And when he performed prostration to other than Allah and practiced kufr wal billah qala inni bari'un mink indeed i am free of you i disown you i do not know you i worship i fear allah the lord of the alameen and that is the trick of shaitan he would come to you from one side to another to another to another until you fall into shirk and how many of this ummah do fall into shirk wal billah from circumambulating around graves from thinking that some believing that some saints deserve to deserve to be worshipped beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how many of this ummah they sacrifice to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how many of this ummah they take oath in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how many of this ummah wal billah they prostrate to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they make sujood to graves and they seek help and aid from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinking they are going good. The second step, my brothers and sisters, is innovation. 
Now the shaitan cannot make you fall into kufr. But he tries something lesser evil than kufr. At the same time, he cannot make you fall into major sins. You're a good, righteous, practicing Muslim. You're not going to fall into shirk. And at the same time, you're not going to fall into major sin. You know alcohol is haram, so the shaitan in no way is able to infiltrate you and convince you to drink alcohol, nor he can whisper in your ears. So what does he do? He comes to you from a different door. Innovation. What is bid'ah? Bid'ah, the ulama defined it, tariqatun fi dini mukhtara'ah, a new way in the religion. The aim behind it is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that way. To the meaning, someone does a mawlid, a birthday to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If he was to be asked, why are you doing such and such a mawlid? He would say, because I love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I want to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I want to show my love towards the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because I love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that love you are offering, that love you have is a ibadah. Every Muslim must have that love. But the way you interpreted that love and you are trying to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through that interpretation, which is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never practiced, nor his companions have practiced, this is then considered an innovation, a new way that you are performing, which is not part of Islam. You interpret your love to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through following the footsteps of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not by inventing a new way, and that is what the bid'ah means. Other example of bid'ah. Doing dhikr, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a joint circles where people would sit in a circle and move their head in a certain way, and they would say the word Allah, Allah, just the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a joint circle at one time. If you would ask this person or these people, why are you doing it in such a way where we have no authentic proof that neither the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nor his companions, nor their students, nor the, the students of their students, have practiced it in such a way, if you would ask them, why are you doing it in such a way? They would say, we want to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a new way that neither the Prophet nor his students, his companions, nor the first three generations practiced it or done it. That is the bid'ah. A new way of worship that the Prophet never legislated, never practiced. You cannot worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your own way. You must worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way he wanted you 
to worship him. Yani, for example, can someone say, I would like to circumambulate around the Kaaba eight lapses? Of course not. It is seven and it is set to seven. You cannot pray dhuhr five rak'at. It is four and set to four. Even though your rational mind would say that five is more, so I get more reward. But this is incorrect because the Sharia said four. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted you to do four rak'at only. And other than that, it would be a new way in Islam. And we're not allowed to invent new types of ibadah. Anything we want to do as a ibadah, we have to go back to the Prophet ﷺ and his teachings because he is the best of worshippers. So innovation, my brothers and sisters in Islam, means a new way of worship that is introduced to Islam. So my brothers and sisters, why we need to warn about innovation, why it is a trick from the shaitan, because the Prophet ﷺ has warned us to stay away from newly invented matters in the religion. So it's not a topic that people start to talk about 200 years ago or 500 years ago. It is something that the Prophet himself ﷺ warned us from falling into. As in the authentic ahadith, Prophet wasallam. He said in the hadith narrated by Al-Arbad bin Sariya radiyallahu anhu. He said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one day he prayed Fajr. He came to us and gave us a speech. And it was very emotional speech. Our eyes were filled with tears and our hearts were filled with humbleness and khushu' and humility. And we said, O Prophet of Allah, O Messenger of Allah, this speech is like you telling us, or it is a speech of someone who is leaving us. So give us a wasiyah. Tell us, what shall we do after you have gone? What is your wasiyah? What is your will? What is your legacy to us? He said, My wasiyah to you is to fear Allah, and to hear and obey. And if your Amir, your leader, was an Abyssinian black slave. Whomever lives after me, he would see a lot of changes. So what is the answer, Ya Rasulullah? He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, My way and the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum, وَعُضُّ عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِثِ And bite on it with your molar teeth, وَإِيَّاكُمْ And be aware, وَمُحْدَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ Newly invented matters in the religion. فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ Because indeed every newly invented matter in the religion is an innovation. وَإِنَّ كُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ And every newly invented matter is a misguidance. This hadith is collected by Abu Dawood and Imam Ahmad and Ibn Majah and part of it you'll find it in Sahih Muslim, an authentic hadith. So the Prophet 
he was saying to the companions, be aware of newly invented matters, and you would see a lot of new things. Of course, the Prophet ﷺ, he's not warning us not to buy computers or cars because they are newly invented matters in dunya. No, he's warning us newly invented matters in Islam. As the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha collected in Bukhari and Muslim, that means it is a highly authentic hadith. Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fahawarad. Whomever invents in the matter of hours to the meaning it is Islam, whomever invents in Islam ma laysa minhu, something that is not part of it, fahawarad. It is rejected and will have it rejected. So here the Prophet ﷺ warned us from newly invented matters and that's what we should be aware of. And one of the tricks of the shaitan is to make you fall into innovations. And the ulama have said, the innovation is more beloved to the shaitan than major sin. Why? Because if someone is falling into major sins, he knows that he's doing haram and he knows that one day he will repent. But if someone is falling into innovation, he thinks that he is getting closer to Allah through these innovations. See here the difference between the two. If you are in an innovation, you think that are you doing good. And then you practice it with full conviction that you are getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, my brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the meaning, Today I have completed for you your religion. Atmamtu lakum deenakum. Yes, the deen is complete. And Islam is complete. Does not need anyone to add anything. As if when you practice a new ibadah, you are saying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, No, 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 your deen is not complete. I have to add this. Oh, when the Prophet ﷺ, the best of worshippers is the Prophet ﷺ. You're saying, no, no, there is something the Prophet ﷺ never done or luck to do. But the Prophet ﷺ and his companions, they were at the pinnacle of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who are you to come after 500 or 600 or 1000 years to add on Islam? Al-ibadah tawqifiyah. Worship is restricted to the Quran and Sunnah. You cannot add any ibadah. And I advise you, my brothers and sisters in Islam, to go read the book Devil's Deception. It's a translation from another book, which is Al-Imam Ibn al-Jawzi wrote, Talbisu Iblis. Yes, the Devil's Deception. Read it, because you will find that the shaitan comes to us from different ways, and a lot of the times we think we are doing good. And a lot of the times we think we are obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why it is very important to take knowledge from the people who teach you according to the Quran and Sunnah. And they do not innovate into Islam. My brothers and sisters in Islam, remember the danger of innovation. Because every time we make and we perform an innovation, we are actually destroying a sunnah, shunning a sunnah, a sunnah from the sunnah of the Prophet Because the Prophet came to us with a complete religion. When you do an innovation, you are removing the sunnah automatically. When you are performing sunnah, 
you're preserving the sunan of the Prophet And that's why you deserve the label of Ahlus Sunnah, the people, the followers of the sunnah of the Prophet The third step the shaitan will take you on is major sin. Now he cannot take you into shirk, he cannot take you into innovation, but he will twist and turn until he make you fall into major sin. So many of us slowly, slowly will be taken into the realm of sinning. How he does this? As we said earlier, a brother, he's a good brother. For many years, he's following Islam and Quran and the Sunnah and staying away from Haram. Slowly, slowly, he gets out of his environment. He finds a job somewhere a little bit far. And then he's on his own. Or he's got friends, but they are new friends. The beard was, mashallah, nice and long. He grew his beard and he was following Islam. Now the new job requires that you trim your beard a little bit. The brother trims his beard. Then the following step. The boss asks him to work on a Friday in the time of the Salat. He's too scared to tell the boss that I want some time off. Then Salatul Jum'ah gone out of his agenda. Salatul Jama'ah gone out of his day. And then he's praying at home. He gets very busy, he starts joining the Salat. And then the Shaitan will motivate his evil friends to call him. What are you doing tonight? Tonight is Friday night. Come on bro, let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. It's just down here to the city. We have a coffee or something. We sit near the beach. Then we have a coffee. How about we go to the cafe? It tastes better, the coffee. Then we go to the cafe. There's nothing wrong with the cafe, of course. It's a cafe. And then, you sit in the cafe. And his friends said to him, Look, look, isn't this beautiful girl? Look at this girl and let's chat and let's this and let's that. The following weekend comes. How about we go? We go to the same cafe. Yeah, let's go. We go to the cafe. Then how about we go to the nightclub? And you end up in the nightclub. And then you meet a girl and fall into the haram. And how many times adultery started with a smile. Zina started with a little smile, a little chat, a little meeting. And then haram is performed. The shaitan is very happy to see you practicing major sin. Because what leads after major sin is shirk. How is that? Of course, if you fall into sin too much and you become accustomed to major sin, then you probably quit Salat and you probably don't even care about Islam altogether because it becomes a norm part of your life. And how many times we've seen brothers after they were dedicated, they were with us, praying with us and dedicated. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and let us not think we are infallible because one of the companions of the Prophet wasallam, when he migrated to Abyssinia, he left Islam altogether. He left Islam altogether. Because the shaitan deceived him. And when you leave your group of friends, and this is an advice to you, my brothers and sisters in Islam, if you have good friends, Muslim friends, no matter what wrong they do, you see them doing wrong here and wrong there. And don't think, yes, that if you read books about Sahaba, that everyone who grows a beard is a companion. We all have our faults. Not because they've done wrong here or wrong there, you abandon them. You remain part of the jama'ah and choose good friends. 
that will keep you on the straight path and stay and cling and stay with them and hold on to them with your molar teeth because with them you are able to sustain the high iman. Yes, sometimes they do silly things and we all do things which is wrong. But at the same time, remember this, that if you leave your group of friend, you'll become an easy prey. And we all see how the animals, when they attack a herd, they make it scattered. And then when there is one of them astray, they'll attack him and eat him. And this is how the shaitan works. Once you are away from your group of friends, the Muslim, the righteous friends, and when you are by yourself, he comes down on you very hard and he makes you fall into haram. He wants to entertain you. You will say, I want to get entertained. I'm bored. Yes, I'm bored. I'll go on the internet watching all the porn website and the evil website. No one is watching you. How easy today, how easy it is to fall into haram. And how many of us do fall into haram just because they are by themselves and they're on their own. We need to be careful, my brothers and sisters in Islam, from not falling into major sin. And if we have, quickly repent and take a promise that you'll never go back into major sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants you to fight and struggle against the shaitan. Now, the fourth step of the letter, minor sins. Now, if you cannot fall into major sin, if the shaitan gave up hope on you, he could not make you fall into shirk, nor into innovation, nor into major sin. He will make you fall into minor sins. Yes, Atayyib, it's easy. Minor sin, Allah will forgive it. Yes, Allah will forgive it. But the Prophet said, Be aware from the little sins. Because my brothers and sisters, when you accumulate them, they become mountains. Yes, the shaitan will continuously be behind you and after you until he makes the issue of minor sin very, very, very simple. As the ulama said, don't look at the sin, how small it is. Look at how great Allah is. Look at whom you are disobeying. Once you see who you are disobeying, the little sin in your eye becomes a major sin. And then you stop yourself from falling into it. And remember, my brothers and sisters in Islam, mountains are built from small pebbles. Look here and look there. Haram, look here. Haram, look there. Little bit here, little bit there, little bit there. Music here. This is there. And then you find a mountain of haram sitting on your back. And then what on the day of judgment, you say, I wish I've never done this. And the ulama said also that insisting on practicing minor sin will make it major sin. If you insist on falling into minor sin, then that minor sin becomes a major sin. And this is another problem we have. Spending so much time on chat, MSN, yes, or whatever chatting devices there is. There's nothing wrong with the chatting a little bit, talking to girls, sweet word here, a picture there. You know, this is only, if, if it is a sin, it's a minor sin. But that would lead to haram. But that's what you need to remember. A lot of us would say, why the Sharia, why Islam told us we're not allowed to hang photos? Yani photos of humans and animals around the house. Yes, you'd say, I'm not going to worship this photo, but this photo, it opens the door for shirk. 
and anything that opens the door for haram, anything that opens the door for haram and shirk, you need to close the door. And the little minor sin that you see in your eyes as a minor sin, if it is a door for haram, then shut it. If it's a door for a major sin, then shut it before you fall into major sin. Now, if this step did not work with the shaitan, he could not make you fall into minor sins a lot. He will take you to the fifth step. He make you waste so much time in allowable things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Kulu washrabu wa la Eat and drink, but not in excess. Anything in excess is not allowed. Yani, you say, I want to talk to my friend on the phone. You talk to your friend on the phone for one hour and a half, two hours. Subhanallah, what are you talking about for two hours? Don't you have better things in your day to do? You say, yes, but I'm praying on time, I'm doing everything. Yes, but you are wasting your time, my brother and sister in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many places in the Quran, He said, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ By the time, yes, and وَالْضُحَى By the duha, which is the time after the sunrise, yes, وَالْلَيْلِ By the night, وَالنَّهَارِ By the day, why? Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes so much oath by objects that are used for time? Because your time is very important. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in the authentic hadith that your foot would never be moved on the day of judgment unless you answer five questions. Yes, first about your life and the second about your youth. What have you spent them? What have you done with them? Where did you waste them? And that's the problem my brothers and sisters in Islam. That if we are going to waste our time in unhealthy, un-Islamic things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to ask us. And then we do things in excess. You want to buy a car, you can afford 5000 You borrow off your friend $2,000 and you buy the $7,000 one. Why? You can afford five, then drive the, the, the one with $5,000. I want to buy a shirt. It costs $50, then I go buy the $100 one. But if you can afford the $50, why paying the 100 But you say, Akhi, is it haram? It's not haram, but you are overspending. And do not occupy yourself and occupy your time with things. Yes, in their principle are allowed, but they waste your time. Muslims' time is very precious and expensive. Cannot be wasted on anything else. It has to be put where it belongs. In the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In learning, teaching, giving da'wah. Yani you'd ask a brother, why we don't see you so much? He says, well, Allah, I'm busy. Tayyip, what, what do you do in your day? He says, I work eight hours and I spend one hour in transport. Yes, nine hours. And one hour eating and drinking. Yes, ten hours. It's still 14 hours and eight hours sleeping. Tayyip, that is 18 hours. What do you do with the rest of the six hours? They're gone. Six hours a day, gone. Just wasting time here and wasting time there and wasting time. Wallahi, if we spend three hours a day trying to learn anything about anything, the Muslim Ummah would not be in the state that it is now. And that is a way 
of the shaitan to waste your time and to waste the blessing of time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Yes, my brothers and sisters in Islam. These are the steps of shaitan. He starts with shirk. Then with bid'ah. Then with major sin, kabair. Then with minor sins, sagair. Then to waste your time. And on the day of judgment, if you have fallen into the trick and the plot of shaitan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accurately described for us how the shaitan would react and what he would do on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَالَ الشَّيْطَانُ لَمَّا قُدِيَ الْأَمْرِ And Satan will say, when the, matter, when the matter has been decided. Yani on the day of judgment. Yani the people of Jannah would go to Jannah and the people of Jahannam billah, would go into Jahannam. إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَعَدَكُمْ وَعَدَ الْحَقِّ Indeed, Allah has promised you. Indeed, Allah promised you a promise of truth. وَوَعَدْتُكُمْ فَأَخْلَفْتُكُمْ And I too promised you, but I betrayed you. He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised you. O oh my slave, follow the straight path, obey me, pray, fast, stay away from whatever harms you, follow what is beneficial to you, and I'll promise you, you'll be in paradise. You'll be in paradise with the best of people. You'll be in paradise enjoying eternity. You'll be in paradise uh, enjoying what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created specifically for you. Allah has promised you. And if you disobey me, you will go to Jahannam. And the shaitan says, I promised you too. But I betray you. I betrayed you because I can't even save myself. وَمَا كَانَ لِي عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ I had no authority over you. Except I called you and you responded to me. وَمَا كَانَ لِيَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانٍ إِلَّا أَنْ دَعَوْتُكُمْ فَاسْتَجَبْتُمْ لِي All what I have done is to call you and you have answered my call. I have not forced you to do anything. And my brothers and sisters in Islam, I want you to look at this in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always when he talks about obedience in the Qur'an and he mentions the jinn and the ins, he put first the jinn before the ins. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ I only create the jinn and the ins والإنس إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ So they can worship me. But when it comes to evil things وَالْعِيَاذِ بِاللَّهِ When it comes to evil things, look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said قُلْ لَئِنْ اجْتَمَعَتِ الْإِنسُ وَالْجِنِّ Say if the ins and the jinn to meet together عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَأْتُوا بِمِثْلِ هَذَا الْقُرْآنِ To fabricate and produce like this Qur'an, لَا يَأْتُونَ بِمِثْلِهِ They cannot do so. But here, see, it's an evil act. To try to get or to produce like the Qur'an is an evil act. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the ins before the jinn. And also another verse, to show you just another verse, وَأَنَّا ظَمَنَّا أَنْ لَنْ تَقُولَ الْإِنسُ وَالْجِنُّ عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا And verily we thought that men and jinn would not utter a lie against Allah. The ulama said here, why this swapping around? Of course, 
Quran is perfect. Quran is from Allah. Every word when it is uh, uh, swapped around, it has to be for a purpose and a meaning behind it because Allah's word is perfect. The ulama said, because the jinn have no authority over men to make them do haram. They can only whisper and you obey. But reality, the ins, mankind, that can force you to do haram. Let me give you an example. Friend of yours, he wants to take you out with him to the nightclub. He will give you a call. Ah, Ahmed, what are you doing? And you are a bit shy. You don't want to say haram. Say, well, look, I'm busy tonight. He said, look, khalas, I'll wait for you. You say, oh, I don't have money. I will pay for you. Oh, I'm feeling tired. I will come and pick you up. He, he corners you in every corner, so he forces you to fall into haram. Yes, he will come and pick you up. Of course, the shaitan will not send you a taxi or pay for you so you can go into a nightclub. You just follow him, follow his whispers. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exactly say, yes, about the shaitan. وَمَا كَانَ لِيَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ سُلْطَانِ I have no authority over you. Yes, إِلَّا أَنْ دَعَوْتُكُمْ I only called you. فَاسْتَجَبْتُمْ You answered my call. You are the one who answered my call. فَلَا تَلَوْمُونِي وَلُومُ أَنفُسَكُمْ Do not blame me and blame yourselves. Do not blame me and blame yourself. You answered my call. مَا أَنَا بِمُصْرِخِكُمْ وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُصْرِخِي I will not be able to help you. And you are not able to help me. خلاص. Both are in Jahannam. Do not blame me, but blame yourselves. I cannot help you, nor you can help me. Yes. I disbelieve. I disown. I am free of what you have associating me as a partner with Allah. That you have associated shaitan as a partner with Allah. By Allah, by Allah, the oppressors have a painful torment in Jahannam. The wrongdoers, the polytheists, they have a painful torment in Jahannam. You obeyed the shaitan, you listen to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, about the shaitan. And this is before we seal the lecture. I want to talk about this verse and tell you some preventions that you can use to prevent yourself from falling into shaitan. And befool them gradually, those whom you can among them with your voice. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling to the shaitan, you want to fool them, you want to sit for them in front of them and behind them and on their right and on the left also befool them with your voice yes his voice is the music as ulama said songs and music and other calls for disobedience of allah yes remember my brothers and sisters in islam ibn qayyim rahimahullah has got a beautiful statement about this he said the music is the quran of the shaitan and here the quran mean regularly recited by the shaitan and the followers of the shaitan and we have our quran the quran of the rahman the most merciful the quran that allah sent on muhammad and the quran of the shaitan and the quran of the rahman they would never meet in one heart the shaitan tell him deceive him with music and how many of our brothers and sisters were deceived by music 
controlled by it becomes an obsession to them. They live it every day. Yes, it becomes the air they breathe. They wake up on, on music. They sleep on music. They eat while music playing. Spend so much money that Allah has gave them as a blessing. واجلب عليهم بخيلك ورجلك وشاركهم في الأموال والأولاد وعدهم وما يعدهم الشيطان إلا غرورا and make assault on them with your cavalry and your infantry يعني bring all your army everything that you have all the army that you have bring it bring it and fight with them try your best and share with them wealth that wealth share it with them make them eat from haram and make them perform haram, and make them do haram if you can. And by tempting them to earn money by illegal ways, usually, or by committing in, uh, illegal sexual intercourse, and make promises that, to them, and promise them if you want. But Satan promises them nothing but deception. Shaitan would only promise you a deception. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is daring the shaitan. He said, Go do whatever you like with your voice and with your army and share with them their wealth and share with them their children. But, Verily my slaves, O oh Allah, make us from amongst your slaves. Verily my slaves, you have no authority over them. You have no authority over them. The real slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the shaitan have no authority over them because they rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything in their affairs. They rely on the almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why they're protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they know, They know indeed the plot of shaitan is weak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us shaitan is weak. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, yes, if you are his slave, he would not be able to deceive you with his voice, nor his army can attack you, because you are protected by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost. And the ulama from so many ahadith, they collected for us ways of protecting ourselves from the shaitan. I'll just say to you some, Otherwise, there is a plenty of ways we can protect ourselves from shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ And if an evil whisperer comes to you from shaitan, then seek refuge with Allah. Verily, he is the all-hearer, the all-near. So, say, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ السَّمِيعِ الْعَلِيمِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ When the shaitan comes to you, even in your salat, if he comes to you, say, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم. Or you can read, قل أعوذ برب الفلق. قل أعوذ برب الناس. Read those two. These are protection from the shaitan. Yes, read ayat al-kursi. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah al-azim. Allahu akbar alhamdulillah subhanallah. All this dhikr. Read Quran. The last few verses of Surah Al-Baqarah are protection from the shaitan. The salat is a protection from the shaitan. Continuously be in a state of wudu. It's a protection from the shaitan. My brothers and sisters, there is so many ways uh, we can protect ourselves from shaitan. And also, 
learning about Islam. The ilm is always the best protection of the shaitan. How would you know something is a plot from the shaitan or not? By understanding and having ilm. Because ilm gives you wisdom. And without ilm you would not have wisdom. And if you don't have wisdom, it is easier for you to fall into the plot of shaitan. وَالْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ سُبْحَانَكَ أَلَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ نَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ نَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَنَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته for more information about our CD distribution, please visit our website on aswjmedia.com.au. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.